G'day Raiders family, Berkey, and just sorry, fixing up a couple of screens for the pop team guys. Hope you're all safe and well. Um, on a week like no other for the mighty green machine, I can't remember a long, long while. Um, some of the turmoil we've had this week, particularly fan bases, Facebook pages, internal media, external media, we've really honed in on it big time. To be honest, I don't think the guys have really, they may have, I don't know, but I don't really think they've, uh, they may have felt some of the the, uh, the viciousness and the happiness in some of the flaws. I think they're pretty insulated with social media these days. I'm sure they've got some filters from good mates or good or family and friends around what may be said. Uh, obviously, some unfortunate circumstances around Jared and Drew and the social media accounts is totally unwinded of what this club is about. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now. I want to dive into the game because that that's where that's where our performance is based on is on the ground, and we just have to win this week, which I'll cover in my top ten later on. Uh, but look, I want to dive into the Knights, um, our opponent tomorrow. They're going to be annoying, um, but we need to play some really smart basics to get the chocolates, which I'll cover. Um, but first and foremost, let's dive into the Knights. Now, looking at their forward pack, number one, I've gone their bully boys or Knights bully boys. Most games I've watched of the Knights this year, they've got a big pack. They usually got the bully side. So I don't consider anything different tomorrow. They feel if they can get some ascendancy early with certain size, it just keeps them in good stead just to be around, to be annoying, lucky tries here and there, and so on. The likes of Clemmer, the Saifidi brothers, Gazelle, Barnett. So aren't so soon. Those types of guys are going to try and bully our pack. They know we're vulnerable. They know we might be a bit mentally scarred at the moment, which I'll cover shortly. Um, so I think they're really like their chances with trying to intimidate us every chance they can get. Um, they're going to be up in our face. A lot of their pack, they're going to give away scrappy penalties. They're certainly going to try and slow the ruck down, which is one game plan they do like to employ, particularly with um, quick hookers like we have with Tom, but I'll cover his side of, it, of the uh, equation when we get to the Raiders. So the Knights are certainly going to be bully boys to us tomorrow. Number two, they're going to aim up on Papa. Now, they know Papa mentally right now may not be where he was in 2018, 2019, and particularly 2020. They feel if they can get a win without forward leader, once again, it may hold them in really, really good stead. So we've got to make sure I get the Papa in our top 10. But I think they'll really try and aim up on Josh early. You know, if they can get over the top of him, it sends another message to the rest of our pack that they've got possibly the best front rower in the in the world's measure. You know, who else can they get to? So I really think they'll aim up on Papa and aim up on him early. Whether Ricky starts him is another matter. He may pull a Swifty. Um, he may start Corey Horsburgh. Um, may start Joe Tarpany. Uh, but got to be careful that they, once again, try and bully Papa. Papa will handle it, but I think they're really going to try and get in space and try and unsettle him mentally. Number three, I've gone for Kalen Ponga. Now, the thing with Ponga, he's going to really aim up on our right end. So Ponga's great ability is him running to his left side of the attack. So I'm Ponga running to the camera. His passes to the left are fantastic, which is our right edge. So that's our most vulnerable edge, unfortunately, which South proved last week. So Ponga versus our right edge is critical. So the likes of, obviously, Bailey, um, 
Curtis, George, Elliot. Really got him on that. Yeah, we missed George last week in defence. We had Elliot there, but Ponga loves the left edge for his attack or the right edge defence. So it's hard to combat. What we have to do and have to do really well is communicate. Outside in, inside out. So the talk has to be constant. We've really got to go up in a line and no one can rush out. If Curtis rushes out, Bailey's got to go with him. Elliot's got to go with him. We just can't have one rushing up the other stone back because we'll, we'll be absolutely crucified and slaughtered if that happens. The thing to nullify a Ponga type of playmaker, your eyes. Ponga will be looking to see who's going to come out. So we've got to be eyeballing him and watching his runners peripherally to see which way he's going to go. If we can suffocate his balls um, and let him see we've got a solid straight line, it's going to force him to go back infield. Now, if he goes back infield, he's got a very, very lethal left foot step, as we know, and a right foot. So if he goes back in towards the camera, he's going to be stepping off his lip. So those markers, those guys coming across from markers, have got to be right there in his face and take out that time with the ball and nulling he comes back in on the left, in the left foot down towards the ruck area. So the markers cannot give up on the play. As soon as that ball leaves the dummy half the ponger, it's usually a very wide, a very wide pass. So you look at the Newcastle, um, Jaden Bradley does throw a very good pass. So he'll hit Ponga with a really long pass running. Our defence on that right edge can get up quick and, and, and nullify that. Ponga's going to be coming back into that middle and those markers have to nail him and nail him quick. So he's got no time with the ball. We've got to suffocate him. Number four for the Knights, they usually often play the first man. So if Ponga's close to the line looking for a ball, there's a second man runner or a block play. Nine times out of ten, the Knights play the first man. They very rarely go to the second man. They hit that first man flat. And why wouldn't they with the size of some of their forwards, Frizzell, side feedy, Clemmer? They'd be mad to go up the back that close to the line with those size forwards. So we just got to make sure that we are talking. Someone's got to go in on the first man, the arms with the ball. That's where the ball's going to be. So that's where the tackle's got to be. Two things happen. It either gets held up over the line or the ball comes loose. That close to the line, it's nearly impossible to go for a legs tap because the momentum gets them over. So we've really got to make sure, I'm telling you, Newcastle will usually play the first man close to the line to get a try. We've got to wrap that ball up and they'll usually play a big forward with Brazils, with Barnett's and Watch. Okay, let's come to us. Um, number five, I think we'll all agree with this, is just to get the noise. As I said at the start, I don't think the players, whilst shattered and hurt um, and, and upset with not only their own performance as individuals, but a lot of this stuff starts with the individual, then resonates out with the team, not vice versa. So if the individual's not playing to their potential, it can filter through the team. People can see when, you know, Jordan drops a ball, Curtis misses a tackle, Jack does a kick out on the full. That's an individual thing, but it can resonate through the team pretty quickly. We just have to forget the noise of the last week. These guys haven't forgotten how to play rugby league. They haven't forgotten how to pass, how to tackle, how to communicate, how to step. It's a mental thing. Um, the noise would not have helped, and I'm pretty sure Ricky will have them in a situation where they're not going to worry about things they can't control, they can't control the uncontrollable. He'll be nailing down to the team, control your performance, control the things you are good at, and the rest will take care of itself. So just forget the noise. Number six, I have gone for Papa as a positive. Coming back into our side, 
He's without a doubt still the leading top in the country, if not the world, in my opinion. And most of these other players look at who they're playing against. And they're looking, Clemens thinking, Josh Papali, best front row in the world. So Papa's a marked man now. Same as Maria Hargreaves used to be. Jesse Bromwich probably still is. Um, those types of guys, Fisher Harris now from Penrith, they're really getting a name about them. Papa's got that name, and people do try and aim up and get points. You know, if they can get over Josh, that's going to help their side to, uh, to a victory. But Papa, I think, is our forward leader still. I hope during the week off has freshened him, and I love to see him come off the back fence. But he's got to play smart. He can't just take them on up the middle, trying to be tougher than them. That's dumb play. He's got to be hitting the holes, running off Tom Stalin, who I'll cover shortly, um, with those quick play of the balls, and he's got to help us win the ruck. The thing I love Papa doing, he hasn't done much of this year, is offloads. When he gets an offload, as he did against in the Cowboys game, where he offloaded to Tommy Starling and Emre scored, they're the sort of things we need, particularly when he drags two or three players into a tackle. It just gives us some amazing momentum. They're the sort of, they're the sort of things that Papa hasn't done a lot of this year, for whatever reason, field position, scared of errors, who knows. Um, but if he can get that type of thing back into his game, it's going to really help us to get the victory. Grit and errors, number seven. Once again, that comes back from the noise. Um, he made far too many errors last week. Stupid penalties with pushovers from Corey. Um, but we didn't display a lot of grit in the second half. We could have won that game, but just our ability to get into the grind, kick for kick, set of six for set of six, we just went away from that game plan. Um, we tried to force things a bit too much with offloads and the like. Gone away from being gritty. 19 and 20, we were gritty. We were grinding sides down, getting up 14, 8, maybe winning 16, 12. Got to stay in that battle. The errors are critical. As we proved last week, South scored 20 points of their 34 from our errors. So we just can't afford to have that in NRL and expect to win a game off Number eight, I've gone for Tommy Starling. Now, the Knights, while have a big pack, big packs are vulnerable with quick hookers. So, Frizzell, Barnett, Cy Feedy brothers, Clemmer, they're big men, but they don't move well naturally. But for Tom to get that front foot forward momentum, we've got to win the ruck. So, the likes of Harold Renaira, Emray, they've got to be landing on their stomachs and getting up quickly and play the ball. Newcastle like to get you on your back, so you're wasting two, three seconds to roll over and get up and play. So, we've got to make sure that we do hit the ground, we're hitting stomach first. Quick bounce up. As I said, they've got a big pack. We can help Tom get on that front foot and find runners either way, left or right, with Hudson or Tarpany through the middle from his quick darts. We're going to get over that advantage line, which then gives help to Jack and George, left and right side of the ruck, to take that next play. The bench, so important for us this week. So, so important. The Newcastle bench is okay. Probably Suaso Su has been there most go forward bench player. Jacob's side feeding slightly, but, you know, Havili, Hudson, Young, Horsburgh and Tarpany, top-notch bench. Those guys have got to win that battle when Ricky gets them on 15, 20, 25 minutes into the game. They've got to be winning that battle of the benches to give us that chance to get the points. Number 10, guys, just win. Just win the game. A W this week. W next week against the Bulldogs. Suddenly we've got a vulnerable Roosters outfit who are losing troops. Sorry, a storm outfit, beg your pardon after that. Then to the Roosters before the bye. So, you know, we've got, we can get some real momentum from this game, but we just have to get that win. We 
shuts off the critics, it keeps our fans a bit more happier and just re-engages our players into belief um, that they can get the job done. So, guys, that's it for my top 10 this week. As always, I love your love on my uh, Twitter handle, YouTube channel, Facebook page, on the Spotify apps as well, guys. So, any feedback you've got, love to have a conversation with you guys. Looking forward to tomorrow's game. As always, this is Berkey, Lee Green, out.